Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to Rooted Deep. I'm here with Allison Hale and we are excited to dive into a new year. Uh, yeah, kicking off a new year and um, hopefully everybody's coming through the holidays and, and has... Uh, has just had a good time to reflect. We've talked about some, you know, the year in review, and we talked about a little, mm-hmm. um, some just different people uh, that have helped us through, you know, just helped yeah. us learn about the holidays. And and uh, I just, I really, really did enjoy those talks. But now it's almost like you have to flip a switch. Um, just yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah, well, we do, I think. You know, um, it's, it's, you know, it's tis the season now to set goals and to think about the year. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if people still do that. You think, I mean, do people still, you know, do you think, you think people still do that? I mean, I know when I was younger, we all, you know, it was the turn where it got the new year and you got all these new things that you want to accomplish in the new year. Do, do people still do that? I think everybody, they make, they make lists or they set some goals or, and I think it was good that last week or, you know, just last month we did, oh, this is what the year looked like. And maybe Mm -hmm. we kind of like look a little bit introspectively. I do think it's a good time to to kind of, like I just said, you know, flip the switch or try, you know, not create a new me. I think people are getting a little bit more measurable in their goals and and, uh, not as uh, anxiety driven. If I don't meet this goal, I'm going to. You know, yeah, you know, New Year's resolutions were always a big deal. Um, you know, I think that started with Benjamin Franklin, actually. If you trace it all the way back to I I could be wrong on that, I can't remember, but I think there was, you know, Benjamin Franklin always wrote resolutions every year uh to accomplish. Uh and I think Jefferson did too. So so this goes back a little ways. So, but I know a big one for a lot of people after pumpkin pie, after mama's coconut cream cake or after you know i, I just seems like the holidays grazing you know yes, holidays tend to kind of function at least if you're from the south now, i don't i don't know what it looks like you know being raised somewhere else because i was raised in north carolina but i know if you're from the south every holiday or special occasion centers around the table in some way right yeah and it's yeah it's dinner driven it's food driven and i oh, don't know yeah. i mean the family, it's like, we have to have this big dinner, but at the same time, there's also a table before you get to dinner. There's a table full of, I mean, you call them appetizers, but you're loading up a plate just full of stuff and you're just constantly eating. And uh, And that's one of my favorite parts, but at the same time, it's just like at the end, you're just like, oh. Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you're watching football games or basketball games or whatever you're watching, you know, and, and everybody's bunching, right? Uh, it just seems yeah. like the constant, yeah. the constant graze and the constant munch. Um, and so I think it's probably not strange that when we roll into this first few weeks of the new year, everybody seems to be thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got to go on a diet or I've got to lose a few pounds or right. I need to start exercising. Right. And it's ironic, but you know, more exercise equipment is sold in January and February than any other months of the year. More people join gyms in January mm-hmm. and February than any other months of the year. Um, yeah. So maybe, you know, so maybe you're out there and you have uttered these words in the last few days. I've got to 
change my ways for next right. for this year, yeah. right? Making some changes. Now I actually have switched gears a little bit. I don't make yeah. my resolutions. I don't make my, my New Year's resolutions in January. I okay. actually try to do my resolutions at the same time that I'm on vacation in August. And okay. so I'm I'm four months into my resolutions. And the reason I do that is because mm. I have that that little bit of time that I can really think and yeah. be, and, and then by the time I'm rolling into the new year, hopefully these habits and some of them still are they're they're trucking along. But yeah. um, so that's kind of that was my new thing this year. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna instead of waiting until January to start something, mm-hmm. I started some things back in um, back nice. in uh, back in August, and so hopefully uh, we'll see. You know, well, and, look at uh, you. And so, well, I, I thought it was a decent, if everybody's, if you're on vacation, you can just think, okay, yeah, let's try that. No, um, but there's some other changes I think people need to make. Everybody always talks about, you know, health and fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. But yeah. even before we get to that, I think there's one, especially coming through, even though everybody has on, had a few days off, I feel yep. like we need to talk about how busy we, we ended the year and then need to talk about rest, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think maybe we're going to, we've decided to start with rest Mm. Um, because I do think that it's kind of one of those pivotal points where when we think about um, what science teaches us about rest, it really is, is a key pin or kind of a foundational thing that makes the rest of it work. Yeah. You know, it really is. And so I think that that's a, a good place for us to start. Now, obviously, some of you may be like, you know, you've come through the holidays and you're like, oh, my word. I need some, well, either that or I need some rest. Like, yeah, I know, yeah. you know, it's like after family and way too much sugar and, you know, you just kind of hit this crash and you just feel like, oh, my word, I need I need some rest now after, you know, after having all these days off. Uh, but I don't think according to most people as surveyed, a lot of people don't feel like they get good rest, which is interesting. It is interesting because we all, we talk about it. We know how important it is. And I think even later, late, and and we're coming, you know, two years out of a pandemic where I think we all got like a lot of rest, you know, it's like too much rest, but it was stressful, stressful rest. You were, because, you know, a lot of the, when getting ready for this podcast, a lot of the stuff I read talked about that people's sleep problems had worsened during Mm. COVID and, um, and people had developed sleep issues. And I wondered, okay, maybe that's because maybe we just threw the schedule out the window because we were no longer having to keep that schedule. Or maybe it was that anxiety, which is linked to problem sleeping, was yeah. on the increase for some people. And as a result of that, we've kind of got sleep issues now. Right. And that's, and I think that's the thing because people, people can confuse rest with sleep, first of all. Right. Um, and I, and I know that when I, you know, when I went through mental health struggles, I was sleeping a lot, but I was yes. not resting, you yeah. know, and, and there's such a difference between the proper rest. We've talked about this before, and I think that's what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today. What's the difference between sitting and vegging out watching something and what's yeah. really, really true rest and, and how, how we can kind of balance that out? Oh, absolutely. I think it's important because I think that when we look at research, here's what we find that when we do get good rest, okay, we are more creative. Mm. We are more active. We, do, we exercise more. Okay. All of these things are kind of linked together, according to research, into this little pinwheel. When one happens, the other happens happens well. And this one happens. So I do definitely think 
um, that, you know, sleep or rest really helps us cope with the demands of being awake, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so it's like, okay, wait a minute, if I'm going to be awake, uh-huh. then uh, in my waking hours, you know, am I getting, let, let's, let's take two words here. Am I getting good sleep at night? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then am I finding moments to take, you know, a rest, uh-huh. um, getting my mind or, you know, am I doing those things when I can, even right. when I'm awake to really make myself productive. Right. And that's, and that's such a good thought because is it, is it in my waking hours? Am I really, because sometimes you feel like you're spinning your wheels all day mm-hmm. long and in the busyness, but you're not getting, you're not getting very much done and you think why? And, and, um, and it's your mind's not sharp. You're right. not you're not healthy because you haven't slept well. And so even though you're up and moving and and just you know it's it's like barely functioning, little zombies um, around. And and some you know and and I'm not the type of person that can get up out of bed and go right into the day. Okay. I actually have to wake up if I know I have to be at the workshop. For example, if I have to be at the workshop at eight. It only takes me about 15, 20 minutes to get dressed. So you would think, oh, Allie doesn't have to get up till 7.30. No, Allie has to get up like before six just because she needs an hour to yeah. become awake and become, you know, the right. dazzling person that you see in front of you. <laughs> it takes a while. And I'm not talking about get getting dressed. Awesome I'm talking about in 15 minutes, right? It doesn't. You know, this just doesn't happen naturally. And it's because I need... Um, I need that hour to just yeah. move my, get my brain moving, you know, whether it's with coffee or whether it's devotions or whatever. And so then I have to make sure I set my clock at, to, to where I get enough sleep and it's sure. not, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. What is enough sleep, Reva? Oh yeah. You know, and, and I think that's, that's one of the issues that's super debatable uh, yeah. depending on who you read after. Right. Um, so there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of research out there that talks about the fact that we can get more, more sleep than what we actually need. Mm. Um, and then there's research out there that says, okay, look, you know, there's obviously a minimum amount of sleep that everybody needs. And I yeah. think, you know, as you, you're, everybody kind of should at least have an idea of how your body and your rhythm is. Everybody kind of has that, that clock within them, that kind of, uh, it needs so much sleep and you kind of know I'm not getting enough or right. wow, I got sleeping in sometimes is the worst thing I can do because yeah. I'm lethargic the rest of the day, you know, and I remember when I was a teenager uh, and Allie, maybe you did this too. I mean, I could sleep till noon on Saturday and just sleep the day away and I'd get up, my, you know, if my mom and dad would let me, you know, if they would let me yeah. sleep till yeah. noon. Um, you know, they, I, I'd be like, Hey, yeah, okay. You know, and I just was, I mean, I slept hard, but man, I, I can't do that anymore. I mean, eight 30 is sleeping in for me now. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. Wow. You really slept. You slept a full, you know, really slept in. Otherwise I, I'm getting, my body's like, okay, I'm waking up. So, yeah. you know, I think we all have that circadian rhythm mm-hmm. and we, you know, that we're, we're in that sleep for some people, they need a little less. Uh, some people need a little more. I mean, there's people who say, Hey, eight hours is the sweet spot. Um, some would say, no, really, if you're, if you're, um, if you're, you know, some people might need nine and yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of research out there that says, no, really, you could function super well off six. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to train your body to do it. And if you did, you do a whole lot better, you know, 
So uh, all kinds of wonderful people who will argue their points out there for you. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think for all of us, really, it comes down to we should know our bodies and we should know right. when's too much and when's not enough. And we're trying to find that for us. We're trying to find that sweet spot to know, look, I really do need seven or eight hours a night yeah. in order to function. Or you know what? I can really work super well off of five or six and I'm doing yeah. great. Yeah. And I think it's and like what you said, listen to your body. I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves you know, several days mm. in a row. And I think this is really important. Allowing yourself uh, for just for several days in a row, if you if you don't know how much you need, you should probably not set the alarm. And just, you know, for a few nights, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 11 and I'll see when I wake up. And, and that, and it, it might take a few days to figure out, okay, because I'm a, I'm a, I function really well, six and a half to seven and a half. I try for a little bit more, but yeah. I'm, you know, and so, and I'm all, I'm waking up. Um, and if you're waking up without the alarm, you know, and you're like, okay, and it wasn't, I don't know which preacher says it, get up when you wake up and wake up when you get up, you know, and and, and I'm not a wake up when I get up person. I get up and I'm a zombie for about an hour. I don't just, like I said, I don't just jump right in, but it would be interesting, you know, just to try it out. Okay. Several days in a row, I'm going to go without my alarm and see how, how long it goes. I've never been able to sleep till noon, even as a kid. I was, I was up early just to play to, you know, I didn't sure. just watch cartoons on Saturday morning yeah, or, you know, you're up. Um, gotcha. I'm up. I've never, mm. my brother was a super sleeper in her, but not, I, there's too much to do. That's like too much fun to be had. <laughs> and if I have, and if I had, if I, if I do sleep in, I get this horrible headache. I don't sure. feel well. It's like, no, yeah. I gotta get going. Gotcha. But you know, I mean, the, the practicality for a lot of us is, you know, especially a lot of women, um, you know, this is the season schools and, you know, schools yeah. rolling. So, I mean, you know, a lot of kids have to be at school now by seven 30. And yeah, so a so lot of families outside. are up and rolling. Okay. Yeah. At five thirty, a lot of moms are up and rolling by five 30, by six o'clock or even earlier to get their kids out the door and to get everybody to school and then to get themselves to work. Um, and so for some people it's a 5 a.m. morning and you're setting your alarm clock every morning for five because you're, you're never going to wake up at five. Um, and you know, and so, yeah, alarm clock's going. And then, so then I think we have to look at the back end of that kind of thing for all of us and say, okay, wait a minute, maybe, maybe does our, do our kids have a bedtime? Um, this is shocking to me. Okay. I, I grew up and I, you know, I, again, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I grew up with a bedtime. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I was littler, obviously I had an earlier bedtime, but even in, you know, up into my early, you know, like I say middle school, um, yeah. you know, I had a bedtime. Right. Uh, and mom and dad would be like, nope, it's a school night yeah. and you're, you're going to bed. And yeah. uh, even on Saturday night, because we went to church on Sunday, it was yeah. like, nope, right. yeah. Saturday night, you're going to bed. Same and I'm like, but mom. I just, I remember that bedtime and I remember it distinctly. There was several times during my, because my bedtime was at nine. This was before we moved to the Dominican Republic. And I used to love what my favorite TV show was, The A-Team. And okay. every once in a while, The A-Team would have, you know, they would do like those two hour specials. Oh, man. And I would beg to see the second half of it but it would be eight to ten and no I was never and it wasn't until my husband bought me the box set DVDs of a team to where I was able to finish those second half of those specials that I never got to see what happened with Mr. T at the end right I got you know 
and uh, and it was funny. because my bedtime was at nine and you know sure. and I even so anyway I still remember well, that you just I'm triggered a, a very emotional time, in time my life. yeah well you know I'm really shocked <laughs> at a lot of, of families that I know their kids really don't have bedtimes I mean like mm-hmm. five-year-olds are up at 10 30 um and I'm really you know so I think you know establishing good habits yeah. for us of going actually going to bed um and getting I think those are important for us um you know if if we have to be up early then you know and I know a lot of busy moms are going but I can't get all my stuff done um but I do think we you said it earlier in the podcast I think a lot of times we finally get everybody to bed and then there's like three hours that we do this veg thing um where maybe we're not as productive we're just you know, and, but we're really not resting either. Right. And I think that's yeah. the, that's the, that's what we believe, but it's not really true. We believe mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here on the couch and I'm going to watch two right. episodes of such and such. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but don't yeah. necessarily think that that's necessarily restful. Right. Exactly. Or scrolling or scrolling the phone or, yeah. um, or watching reels. We were talking, I was talking to the other, the other day to the, some of the Lifehouse girls here at the, in the girls home. And a couple of them were like, we lose an hour and a half just scrolling through reels and, right. you know, or these little videos or whatever that's, right. you know, as, as fun as it is. And as, you know, kind of veg time as it is, is that truly rest? And I'm not sure that, especially with that, when it, when it tells you what technology, especially those those lights um, in your brain that that does to your brain. And, uh, and so my husband just put an extender. So we, we finally have internet back in the back room. And I'm like, this probably was not the best idea because, (laughs) you know, because I used to be able to go to bed with just a book, like a physical book. Yeah. And I could rest, you know, read a couple pages and I'm out. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can, I'm, I'm, I can scroll whatever social media at 11 o'clock at night. And uh, it's not, not been a good idea. No. And, and I know a lot of people that sit in bed and for hours after they've quote unquote gone to bed, just, just scrolling. Yeah. And so I think, so I think, you know, we've talked about, you know, we spent, quite a bit of time you're talking about some of uh, some of our our defaults and some of our mm-hmm. struggles in getting this thing right so what would it look like to get it right yeah. um and i think if we go to research uh and we figure out okay you know what does it look like to get this right you know on a on a on a daily basis or on a weekly basis um i think you know research says if we're going to be actively working we need to be actively resting mm-hmm. so yeah. we need to balance these two things out Um, and so one of the things that research tells us is really helpful is breaks during the day. Now, a lot of places around the world actually have built in breaks, although the U S, um, does not have so many of those things. Uh, we take a lunch break, uh, depending on where you work. Um, and, um, you know, but a lot of times there's not these built in breaks, like, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of the world. They'll have a two o'clock, man. Everybody just calls it quits for a little Shut while down. or yeah. for So, but just, just breaks. And they say, even if it's like 15 minutes to yeah. get up from your desk, to just take a walk, yeah. um, you know, if you have your a lunch break and you, you know, just getting outside, if it's a nice day, just walking around your, or your building, um, just doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be sweaty, doesn't have to be a workout, just just a break from the, the, the things that your eyes are doing all the time, just a different environment, a change of pace, 
a deep breath, and all of a sudden they say that people who take those breaks are three and four times more productive during the day than those who don't. Wow. And I, you said it right. It's like getting your eyes because you can sit at your desk and just be like, okay, I'm just going to not work for 15 minutes. But I think it's really important. Like you said, getting up, changing what you're seeing, mm -hmm. change a little change of scenery. If you can't go outside, go to a different floor, go to another building, you know, yeah. um, that's what I have to do. Go downstairs, uh, sit in a comfy chair in my husband's office. Um, you know, or something like that. But like you said, I think that change of scenery is really is is as important as just the 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 the, the sitting down. I think it freshens your your mind a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, if if you're still working from home, yeah. Um, one of the worst things that that COVID did for us from those moments of working at home is kind of caused people to kind of be this. Uh, you know, we all laughed about the guys in their. Uh, in their ties and shirts and ties and coats, and then they've got shorts. their pajama and pants yeah. or shorts on on the bottom. But I do think a lot of times it, we we you know I work from home, and mm -hmm. so there's this atmosphere that I could I could get up every day and just live in my pajamas if I wanted to. Right. But that's yeah. really not productive. It's not motivationally productive. It's not mentally right. productive. So really, even just getting up, and even if I work from home, man, I'm 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 trying to get out the door, especially if it's a sunny day. And during my lunchtime, I, I stroll around and yeah. just, you know, make a lap um, because otherwise we hit decision fatigue. Yeah. We just kind of can't seem to make anything productively. You know, we procrastinate. Um, our motivation begins to tank, according to yeah. research. And so does our creativity. Mm, yeah, that's a big one, because. uh that that the creative part of the brain is also and I we talked with Ross Robinson a, a while back yeah. about about making decisions at, either mm -hmm. reactively or creatively and that, that the creative part of our ba brain is going to react with less kind of less like red zone emotion there's mm -hmm. going to be more solution you know a solution driven um driven decision making so I think that that's huge with just changing and again there's rest and there's sleep and you have to still rest you can't just say I go on eight hours of sleep you need right. to go out on, on eight hours of sleep at night but then also like Reba said rest rest and breaks during the day just change of scenery change of location change of air I mean sometimes yeah. you just need to get outside or just walk into another room or something you know something's yeah, got to change and again coming out of covid when we were like okay i'm gonna take a walk to the living room now and now i'm gonna go right. back and you know sure. <laughs> you were like journeying yeah. journeying but now you know we're all out we're all hopefully healthy we need to um to make sure that we're taking those changes and taking those breaks healthily no. yeah absolutely and i'll tell you something else that i think is that this is important to you and it really connects to how we treat other people mm. um and you know, I think when we look at it, you know, the Bible talks about being patient and showing kindness. And I think a lot of times when we're when we're tired, we're irritable, mm -hmm. we're anxious, we're moody. Let's let's just use any of those words that we could fill in this blank right now. Cranky, yeah. We yeah, we don't treat people with patience and we don't treat people with kindness it, as a general rule. It's a real struggle. And so I think, you know, even the rest research. Okay, and the sleep research talk about the fact, interesting enough, that if you do this well, you'll you'll find that you're a more patient person and you're mm. a more kind person. And it's very interesting to me when we look at, okay, wait a minute, those are things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through us. Okay, right. we talk about that fruit of the Spirit being birthed out in our lives. Um, 
And so if we want that to happen as a believer, if we if we want that to be coming for our lives, not only does the Holy Spirit have to be active in our lives, but we also have to be intentional about taking care of our bodies. And, you know, right. even Jesus did that. Um, you know, he the Bible says often that Jesus went away to rest. He okay. separated himself from the crowd. He he found a quiet place, a mountain alone or whatever. And, um, you know, usually it got interrupted. Yeah. But I think all of us, you know, we need to be, we need, we need to be creative in our problem solving. We, we've got challenges. We, yes. we need to be motivated. Um, we, you know, we've got some things that we would desperately, we want to be patient. We want to be kind. And a lot of us don't really realize that some of this is just our moodiness is not directed towards our personality. It's directed to the fact that we're just not getting good rest and good sleep. And we see it in children all the time. I mean, you know, when a kid's ready for a nap or ready for bed, they just get petulant and whiny (laughs) and very, and it's like, okay, not much has changed. I know you're 30 years older than that toddler, but you're still lashing out or making, you know, quick rash decisions or saying something that really didn't come from, you know, arrested, arrested place. It's really not how you feel, you know, yeah. but you just lash out and you get cranky and, or you get hangry, you know, like when you, when you talk about getting angry and hungry at the same time, but yeah. it's a, it's, it's a similar thing and, and wanting to be the, your best. And like you said, Jesus modeled, even though he was, um, God in the flesh, he modeled for us throughout his ministry, the importance yeah. of stepping away, the importance of resting, the importance of proper rest, um, and, and, and communing with, and the angels ministered to him and, and, you know, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing that you really physically, yes, he was man and his, he physically needed that. But at the same time, um, it was part of his, it was part of his ministry was modeling that rest to his disciples and to us as well. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're if you're thinking if you're hearing hearing us right now and you're thinking about your own life, which I think you should be, right? Um, you know, yeah, I'm thinking about okay, wait a minute, what are my habits? Uh, what maybe how have I developed some maybe bad habits uh, when it comes to failing to get rest uh, or calling things rest that really aren't restful? Um, you know, I promise you, you know, staying up and watching a murder mystery uh, until twelve thirty is not restful. Uh, the, I mean, you know, you may enjoy watching the serial killer, but your heart and your your mind and your brain and all of that is definitely not resting. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so these are things that are like, okay, wait a minute. What are some of my habits? What are the things that I do at night? Uh, you know, uh, as I prepare myself to go to sleep and to go to bed. What time am I? Do I find myself suddenly? You know, oh, oh my goodness, it's one a.m. I need to go to bed. You know, yeah. um, what are some things, some maybe disciplines and some structures that you could put in your life to really kind of help you to be able to get some quality sleep um, and then to be able to flip that around and say, OK, during the day, where are some places that I could just take a stretch break? I could yeah. just get outside for five minutes. I could just, um, you know, uh, even even sometimes uh, again, I know in, in in some places around the world, they just pause for a tea or they just yeah. pause for, OK, I'm just going to. Just this moment of, okay, I'm just going to take this moment, have a little snack and yeah. kind of get a new lease on life and then head back into it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, thinking about what I'm doing is important and, and, mm-hmm. and how I can change. Uh, and then, then now it's that part. Now is the hard part. For some of you, you're maybe like, oh, yeah, I know what I need to change. How do I change it? I think right. is yeah. the key. And um, I'll tell you, there's a book. Some of you love to read. 
there's a book that's really helped me um, in establishing new habits. And it's a book called Habit Stacking. Okay. And the basic principle of, and you can do, there's stuff, I mean, there's stuff all over the internet about habit stacking. If you Google habit stacking, you'll see books and you'll see all kinds of people talking about it. But one of the, it's a simple process of taking something that's already a habit in your life and adding something you want to make a new habit, add it to that old habit and stack those together. And it helps you get the new one going. Oh, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Um, And I think that's really important now that we're in the new year and um, we're bringing in, like we like you said, that discipline, that routine, that desire to get started, but habit stacking, that's fascinating. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's really training. It's trying to train, you know, I want to train my brain to do a new routine or to do, yeah. or to have a routine, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of us don't even have a routine. We desperately need one. Right. Right. And, and so this opportunity to say, OK, I currently like, for example, I brush my teeth every night before I go to bed. But I also now need to I want to take this, you know, this new vitamin that's supposed to help me and I'm supposed to take it at night. OK, yeah. but I always forget to take it. Well, what if you took the pills, the vitamins, and put it right next to your toothbrush? Right. If yeah. you already brush your teeth every night before you go to bed, that means you're going to see those vitamins every single time when you brush mm-hmm. your teeth and makes it easier to actually take them. So this is like simple ways of habit stacking. But this guy, um, man, the, um, I think it is S.J. Scott. Um, uh, but I think he's the original guy who wrote the book. But there's, again... Like I said, there's lots and lots of articles on habit stacking um, and how you can just make these small changes. And you can't believe some of the really cool stuff you'll find. So I would encourage you, um, no matter whether it's rest or nutrition or exercise or whatever new thing that you want to try to incorporate into your life as you go into the new year. um, If you haven't taken a, a few minutes to read a little bit about habit stacking, it works. Oh, that's, that is fascinating. I'm going to look at that right now, just because I know that there's things that I'm doing right now that are habits, but I'm like, I'm still waiting. There's other things that I really need to add to that. And uh, that would be a really helpful thing to do. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, get in there and find out maybe, you know, how you can add a piece of fruit to your daily (laughs) routine or whether you can work with your money. You know, I mean, there's just all kinds of fascinating things. Um, But, but here's the bottom line. We can talk about making change. Mm-hmm. And I think this yeah. is maybe, we may ought to say this in every podcast for the next few. There's to talk about doing something and actually doing it are two different things. Yeah, yeah. And we've, and we've talked about this before to where sometimes we create these immeasurable, gigantic mm-hmm. expectations for ourselves. I'm going to sleep for two hours or I'm going to rest for blah, blah, blah. And really you need to start with a small, like you said, a small habit that's going to make a big change. And people are like, Oh, I've got these great grand goals. Well, we need to break it down into small little, you know, into, into small pieces so they can become a habit. So you can, you know, work, work that into. And so definitely you need to make sure that you're, instead of just talking about or making a list and throwing Mm -hmm. that list away or, you know, there needs to be, like you said, a first step, a first change. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for, for everybody, maybe, and, and also I think too, and this one is another one I think we have, we get into, and that is we try to change everything all at one time. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, oh man, I need to change all of this today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I'm going to do 
this and this and this and this. And we're talking about our finances, our weight, our nutrition, our rest, our, you yeah, know, right, devotional right. time. And it's like, hang on a minute. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's immeasurable. And it gets frustrating. And we talked about, that's, I feel like we talked about this last year when we were talking about resolutions, because we we're like, yeah. take it easy on the resolutions because you get, and we talked about getting discouraged in February and March, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, never mind, absolutely. it's July. And um, so anyway, so yeah. definitely you need to take it easy on yourself, but at the same time, don't try to change everything at once. Start with a couple of just one pace. small. Yeah. Pace uh, yourself, right? One small yeah. Just pace yourself on what you're doing and stack those habits. And I think you're going to find that it's amazing to see what God is going to help you to do. If you're really serious about getting those things done. So Man, it's, it's been a great podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's been so fun. Allie's having a little technical glitch on her end. And um, so I'm going to kind of jump in and close this out on the podcast. But we are so glad you joined us today. And, and really go out, read the book um, uh, about habit stacking. Go out and make yourself a few little uh, resolutions or some changes that you want to make. And let's watch and see what kind of great things happen. Let us know how it's working out. Um, But go get some rest and figure out what that looks like. So until next time, we'll see you later on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.